Extra Points is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. Why, you ask? Because it's easy to use, it's safe and secure, and you get your winnings fast now. Winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. It's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code EXTRAPOINTS so they know I sent you. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal, come to you on a Thursday morning. Joining me, spaghetti and meatballs, fiddling with the knobs, baby face Joel Solomon. We got Scott the Grizz. They're producing this mess. And with me, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek. Martin Weiss, you know it's a great day because I woke up and I realized, it's, you know, there's all that talk return to normalcy, and you just want to, just want to strangle everyone who talks about return to normalcy. But I think we're there because Mike Tyson beat the <laughs> shit out of someone on a plane, and there's video of it, and it seems like the guy deserved it. I don't know, just a it, smug look on his face. Did you see this? Of course, <laughs> I don't understand. This is. Representative, representative of our society. Now. Mm. People want to be allowed to poke and poke and poke and poke. Uh, watch somebody. your hands. I mean, just, and who I mean, better to poke at symbolically and literally than the all-time meanest mother you ever yeah. wanted to cross paths with? And then when he gets punched, I bet you Mike Tyson's about to get sued. Right? That's what's going to end up happening. About to get sued? Yeah. Whether well, there's video, even if there's not video, yeah. Uh, yeah but this so is he, what people want to do. They want to be like, oh, I'm a victim. Yeah. Like, well, then stop acting like a jackass. There's enough evidence behind the many, many years that this um, tiger uh, has bitten before. Don't right. don't jump in there. Yeah. Well, I, I'm curious, though. You know, Mike Tyson has a very prominent face tattoo. Yeah. If they were still wearing masks, because that was what we saw what a couple of days ago, that everybody on a plane threw masks in the air uh, as the mandate was lifted mid-flight. If he was wearing a mask, do you think he recognizes Mike Tyson there? Because oh, the guy was super drunk. Interesting. Maybe. Like, I, I, are you I, saying we should put masks back on? Maybe that will absorb the blow. Well, just I just, more? I yeah. just feel like. And maybe this is a, a mischaracterization, but I feel like the the guy who was antagonizing Mike Tyson probably was also one of the people who wasn't, you know, who was very, very loudly and anti wearing a mask in places yeah, and so on and so right. forth. So I should set it up for people who didn't see. Mike Tyson was on a plane, a JetBlue flight. These guys came on. They were sitting in front of him and they asked for his autograph or a picture and he gave it. And then they continued to, I don't know, that was loud. One was louder than the other, and he asked one of them to be quiet, and the other one wasn't quiet, and so he suffered the rap. Look at this. I mean, this must have been building up for, for someone to jump on this right away. Oh, my God. Oh, imagine he's punching down at you. You're in a seat. Toe-to-toe, you're, you're dead, and if he's punching down at you, um, I don't know. Any, I mean, it's a, a nightmare. That's the, ultimate, that's the ultimate, like, stop, freeze frame. Yeah. You're wondering how I got here. Like how like how did you start your day? Right. Like you, there's no way at any point in time throughout his day that he think that Mike Tyson was gonna punch him in the face <laughs> until Mike Tyson punched him in the face. This this I have to say gives credence to my belief that I could go into a ring and try. I couldn't take a dive against Mike Tyson or the mm-hmm. heavyweight champ. I could go in the ring and he would knock me out pretty quick. 
Good. But people say, oh, he'd kill you. He would. You would be dead. This guy got ahead, got punched repeatedly, bare knuckle. Yeah, well, uh, Mike Tyson is what? In his six? How old is Mike Tyson now? Uh, I don't think it matters. I think he would could kill you. He could kill you. you I don't know that he would. You punches a little bit then? He could kill you. People have died in the ring. People have died from stomach punches. He could kill you. Would he kill you? I don't know. If you're going to go down in the first shot, I think you have a, a chance of not hitting your head in a way that your brain um, spins around 180 and die. But I don't know. What's that, your that, 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 I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> He doesn't look good. No. How much to put you in the ring, Sal? What what would it take? What's the dollar amount? I have to take a type? shot. I can't. I can't lose. I you can't. have. I mean, like, the, uh, and he's mad at me, and he wants gentlemen's. Yeah, gentlemen's honor. Mm. You have to. You can't. Like, as mm-hmm. soon as he takes a swing at you, go down and and be counted. Out. You I, have to try. <laughs> We're gonna hook you up with to a lie detector to verify that. You I would it say. I'd say a million dollars, but. With the caveat that we have to wait to see if Milwaukee and the Suns uh, advance, because I'm going to lose a mo- lot Fair. of money there too. So I'm going to have to up it, up right. it there. Yeah, go ahead. I just I love how gentleman's honor somehow is what is going to stop Mike Tyson yeah. from knocking you out with one punch. Not like like you could honestly go out there and try your best and think yeah. I'm going to go train for weeks, mm-hmm. and then all and then Mike Tyson still hits you in the jaw and you just drop. Like the idea no, that, I'm saying the idea, he has to, you have to try. You can't take a dive. No, and I hear what you're saying. I could try all I want. It doesn't matter. It, it's probably going to still look like I took a dive, even mm-hmm. if I try, because he's going to be that much better than me. Of course. He's going to not. Yes, the result is going to be a very fast knockout of you. That's not That's not in debate. It's how much you're willing to subject yourself. I, I think I, you have to. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. I, 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 I'm I, I sorry, don't think it's so. fair. I don't you, think it's fair. Like, indictment on me? Because you just said you started this saying that Mike Tyson that you could that you could hang in there, right? No, no, no. I would do it. I don't think I would. People say that would be terrible because you would die. You could okay. die. So, the, so the, die. the point of contention die. is you could death. Definitely okay. Die. Point of contention die. is death. All right. Yeah, I got you. All right. It's a fine. million dollars. There's a lot. There are bad things. Death is terrible, but there are also other bad things that could happen to you. I Long might have lasting. a wired jaw. Yeah. My jaw might. Uh, I might not be able to eat solid well, food for two months. I, like that. The fact that for now this guy is all uh, jet black and blue now as I look at him. But he, um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I mean, is, is is it safe to travel anymore? I don't know. I'm just trying. <laughs> I don't know what's good. I don't know what's good. Well, if you're gonna go mess with a heavyweight <laughs> champ, it probably yeah. isn't safe. Yeah, maybe just eat good your lesson. roasted nuts and uh, keep quiet. Um, hey, we got the glue lady on the woman who protested. Mm-hmm. What was it? Spaghetti was it the Clippers Timberwolves game from last week? She went out there in the name of uh, animal rights. We're going to get the full story from her because I'm not uh, quite clear on why she protested, but she was protesting the uh, Timberwolves owner and she went out and she tried to glue herself unsuccessfully to the floor, to the hardwood, and they threw her out. And we're going to talk to her. That's exciting. I'm very much looking <laughs> forward to this. She's a celebrity of sorts, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. I mean, Joel, Joel Embiid maybe now has asserted himself above her, but uh, up until mm-hmm. uh, Wednesday night, I think she was the biggest celebrity breakout of these NBA right. playoffs. I'm curious to wonder, uh, I wonder what she would say. Uh, she unsuccessfully glued herself to the floor. I think you know well, she, she might think it worked. I would yeah. think, I think, you know, well, how did how do you measure success in a moment such as that? Well, we talked about it last week. Was it this week uh, or what we would have It was the play in. So mm-hmm. last week, definitely move it more towards the middle of the court. Right, yeah. you got to be right. Uh, so visibility is one thing because then you got an extra thousand people recording on your camera versus whoa, what the hell's going on under the basket? And by the time you figure it out, uh, they've ushered her out of there. But anyway, she's going to be gone. 
And uh, yeah, uh, you could you could ask her that yourself, Martin. Just a few minutes now. Let's recap these Wednesday games. My God, mm-hmm. these playoffs have become in the NBA uh, more and more unpredictable. The Celtics win and cover a weird game. Um, I'm looking at the stats here. All the stars sucked. I mean, KD didn't know how to dribble, right? Tatum didn't know how to dribble. Durant, Durant, four for seventeen. Irving, 4 for 13, so that's 8 for 30. And let's throw Tatum's 5 for 16. So they were 13 for 46, the three stars there. Uh, and the Celtics win and cover 114-107. Yeah, I mean, I love how you say it's, it's unpredictable, but NBA playoff favorites right now, 19 and 4 straight up. And and if, like, yeah. this is part of what I was talking about with Mark on Lemon Pepper Parlay, which came out on Tuesday and mm-hmm. tweeted out a video. Boston, I mean, the Nets don't have a good team. Like, if you just look at, like, like sure, they got KD and Kyrie, but then you look at the rest of the roster, they just don't have a good team. So, like, what happens when the Monstar sucked the power out of KD and Kyrie last mm-hmm. night? Like, Bruce Brown is scoring 20 points, but that's about it. Well, Brown and Curry had 39, right? So, right. If you, before the game, I told you Brown and Curry were going to have 39. You're like, oh, that's a really good shot. And I would have figured that out. By the way, they the were up. They they had a weird thing because it was like three minutes into the fourth quarter, and that's when the Celtics turned it on. They went on an eleven nothing. They actually went on eleven to negative one run because it came out of commercial and they're like, yeah. "Well, we're taking a point away from I think it was Bruce Brown's three, mm-hmm. so eleven to negative one run." And then they were dead. And then we saw that defense, but Celtics up two nothing. I don't know if that the Nets could come back from. I didn't. I didn't think it was a must win. Shaq, I think you said it was, but you, you think the series is over? I mean, nominally, obviously not a must win, but. I do think the series is now pretty close to over. And I think it's funny, too, that Ben Simmons is now projecting to be back in game four, which could be yeah. a, a moot point. But Welcome back. back. Which is right. perfect. And so now we swing. I swing back in the other direction in our ongoing debate, or at least the one that goes on in my head about who won the Sixers Nets deal. I guess the Sixers did based on where they're tracking at this point. Um, I did pick the Nets to win this series. I picked them to win game one. I picked them to win game two. But nobody told me in my defense that apparently KD was harassing Mike Tyson 30,000 feet in the air before Mm. the game or something because something ain't right with that guy. He's got COVID (laughs) or something. I don't know. Really? What what happened to Kevin Durant? Back to back. Worst probably games of his career, probably, right? So. I was, I've been trying to figure out a logical reason as to why. Because you, first, I mean, I'm watching it like, damn, did he can't hold the ball? I was like, did you bet on the other team? Like, Very what's strange. going on? Like, it's like literally the only thing you can really compare it to is the monsters. It's just like, yo, what happened? But but you don't think it was that, right? No, nah, yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I checked the UFO reports, <laughs> but uh, Area 51 has been quiet. I don't know. Woj conspiracy theorists. <laughs> Maybe now Marty's a part of that team. But if you were uh, last year. Katie was doing an interview somewhere to somebody and they asked, like, hey, if you wore a smaller size shoe, would you have won the finals? Because his foot because his foot was on the line in Milwaukee. Right. And he's like, man, I don't know. Cause I was, you know, they were running me 41, 42 minutes a game. Like I was tired. Mm-hmm. Same thing this year, which and he's had even less of a supporting cast this year, and he's he already had missed some time and uh recovering from injury. I don't think it's outrageous to think that he might be tired. And I think you see the same thing with the Hawks and the other the other play-in level teams, sub the Pelicans, right? When they're not – if they had yeah. made that trade for McCollum, they wouldn't have been in the, in the 10th seed to begin with. But I think the play-in 
He did carry like, them to the seventh seed for sure. I think that yeah. has some. I think that has some impact on the way that you like. Look at Trey Young the last two games. He's been terrible, and I, I'm wondering what that impact. I is. think that's as good an explanation as any because although you don't think the guy would forget how to dribble, that that is the one thing, right? Like it may, is maybe very the, weird to watch. I don't early in the game, like right? Like I know you get tired, but anyway, the Nets are plus three forty to take that series. If you like it, Nets plus one and a half is plus one. Oh, I love all the. What are the Nets to win the title right now, Sal? As they're down 2 0 to Boston. They're still favored. No. Uh, <laughs> no, they what are. They? That's a good question. 19 to 1. With historically a 7% chance to make it out of the first round. Yeah. Right? So I do want to talk because KD and uh, James Harden somehow is the big winner. He could have been on that Nets team that's down 0 2, and now he's on that Sixers team that's up 3 nothing. I always, I thought, not always, just when we were talking about the series, uh, I thought there was value in the Sixers, uh, and now they win three. Oh, oh man, I had a great bet going, guys. This uh, wire-to-wire bet offered on FanDuel, you bet a team to be winning at the end of every quarter. So I said, Toronto, you know, back against the wall. They have to win this. They're going to be winning in the first quarter. They're not going to look back, and the Sixers are going to be like, all right, let them have this game. They won all three quarters. They're up, what, 5-6 going into the fourth quarter. They're tied, two free throws, 21 seconds left. They missed both. It goes to overtime. They lose. Embiid, unbelievable shot. Turnaround. Did he get it off? He had .9 on the shot clock. I never know if they start that in time. He's big. He's lumbering. He turns around, and he gets off that three, and they win, and they cover, and the Sixers are up 3 nothing. All I know is the .9 that Embiid had on the shot clock seemed to be much longer than the .9 that OG Ananobi had on the game clock yeah. just two the seconds later. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, where's he? That's mm-hmm. not equivalent at all. This By the way, could we put a chip in the ball? We've seen it now in USFL, right? It should start as soon as that ball touches someone's hands. Could you put a chip in the ball with the clock? I feel like we're there. We're not, you know? You should. I feel like there should be some science that could be able to determine that the ball was in flight. Yeah, you know, so because the they always seem to start that clock a little late. I don't know. But I had, so I, got a, I had a bet. But what? If we're talking about that shot. It requires that we mention, and if there was any shenanigans, which there wouldn't be, obviously, in Toronto with a home guy working the clock, although I do think they put an impartial third party on the clock. But but either way, I mean, all time, ball don't lie, 20 seconds there, because Mm. Embiid gets a nice, clean block at Mm. the other end, and they call him for a foul. That was was absurd. So good. I I felt, as a man of justice, I was pleased to see... And Bede hit that one. I so know, but you didn't I have wire to wire plus three seventy. I have thoughts about, about nice that because MB did not foul him, not one bit. But Harden for his sixth foul, that was dumb. Absolutely did. Yeah. And Doc Rivers, for all of, all of his experience in the NBA, decides he's going to challenge that to keep James in the game, who mm-hmm. hasn't been playing. Very true. Good hasn't point. been playing well mm-hmm. since after like I don't know two weeks since he got to Philadelphia he's been playing poorly since he's, so he challenges that to leave Embiid Embiid had you know he's got fouls mm-hmm. but anyway he got completely and totally bailed out because right I thought the Raptors had it in the bag Embiid's holding the ball and I believe it's Siakam who side note is the most frustrating offensive player to watch in basketball Pascal Siakam it's like, bro, eat a sandwich and get somebody in the block because you can't, you can't move anyone. Like he, cause, but anyway, all so, those guys, Lowry, I, I always had trouble with this team when it wasn't Kawhi uh, leading it. But, but yes, yeah, Yakum knocks the ball out of his hands, and with 
point nine, what is it? Like I think two seconds up on the shot clock, something like that. Embiid throws this crazy shot, and 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 Rivers calls timeout just right before the shot goes up, which set up the whole thing in the first place. Yeah, they can inbound it. Yeah, it, Toronto it's had to play stop. That was very weird. That was very weird. I will say this: um, some of these pundits and ex basketball players are embarrassing themselves with the NBA call. Can we just? It doesn't matter at this point who you think is MVP, right? Because this the MVP is a regular season award. So whether you like Embiid or Jokic or Giannis, these guys are going to light it up in the next week or so. Giannis is going to score 50 one night. Jokic mm-hmm. will put up a triple-double. Embiid will do what he did yesterday. Everybody, I swear to God, people are flip-flopping day to day. It's like I t- and, and, and it's and it's an aggressive thing too. It's like I told you Embiid was the MVP. 36 hours later, don't even explain to me that someone's better. That don't try. Don't get in my face about someone's better than Giannis. KD has always been the best. So now that's abandoned until KD scores forty-five in the Nets' first home game. Please go back and check your timeline and see who you thought was MVP three days ago, because that's who should be your MVP. This well, is, this is I mean, the at this point, it's weird that it provides motivation for the players themselves to kind of get a chip on their shoulder when they're playing for a team title right now. I mean, look at Marcus Smart coming into the arena on Wednesday night. Did you see him? After he gets pushback for being defensive player of the year, he seems to thumb his nose at all the doubters and comes in in a fighting robe. Did you see that? Yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was hysterical. So I guess there's motivation for that and the MVP chance when the guy steps to the free what throw the line hell? and all that. But the ongoing... Co- it's too much! I've been talking about this for three years! What are we talking about? It, it started with the NFL crap. It yeah. started in week two, two years ago or three years ago when Russell Wilson set the world ablaze two games in. People were like, front runner for the MVP. It's like, it's it's mid-September. No, you know what it was? Settle down. But it now was, it's nope. passed. How no, Russell no, Wilson no, never got a vote? Never the votes are in. The votes right. are in. It doesn't it was, make sense. It was, how's this guy never gotten a vote? Look at what he's doing in week two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It's crazy. but It's like saying, uh, I'm trying to think like... Uh, who, who's Coda up against? I'm not, I, I don't know. Power of the dog. Yeah, it's like, hey... Power of the Dog just played again on cable. How do you not say that was the best? But it's like, all right, because it, whatever, it, it's already voted on. All right, now, you've, now you've stepped into my realm. Sorry. I, I do do that all the time. I go back and say, like, I know, but it's like, win the Oscar over the other But, uh, and, and, and I how guess did the, the 89 Hart Trophy go to Wayne Gretzky is another one. But anyway, I don't want to get go down that. Unless you want to. No, you but, want it, to no but it's no, because yeah, you're just yeah. bringing it out out of nowhere, of course, which is your thing. But this is based on a performance that happened yeah, subsequent right. to the award being voted on. I'm but what I do want to point out is MVP level players, all time greats, icons and everything else. It's yeah. something we talked about last spring. And uh, it, it still is fascinating to me that we didn't get for the spectacle of it, not because mm. it would have succeeded, but the spectacle of Harden. And Kyrie and KD would have been an all-time watch. Would have been funny. Like sure. it, it would have been combustible. You know, minus three. We talked about Hench went on and on about Kyrie just pounds the ball and then gives it to KD in desperation. Mm. Like, what if James Harden was also on the floor for that? Oh, yeah. It would have been a ridiculous fantasy lineup. But I guess the takeaway is curmudgeons will say, "See, you can't super team it, and you can't make that happen." No, you don't take three guys that essentially are all. Hold the ball uh, scores at the you know down yeah, ball right. dominant scores. Well, the is, Celtics have super teamed it defensively with, right, with exactly, not, not right. billion dollar names, but I mean, they did it together. You could look at it that, or you could look at the through line of Kyrie Irving's just not it. 
Yeah. Like he's just, he's easier. Some games he is, which is what makes him vexed. I do love well, the I'm crowd not... going back and forth with that. I really, you know, well, we I mean, want rivalries. He, he absolutely is electric, but I haven't seen him in the second round of the playoffs since LeBron. Yeah. You know, and you look at the Celtics team right now that's beaten. I mean, ostensibly, it's, it's the same same core. Right. Even they traded back for Al Horford, you know. And then you look at, uh, I mean, you look at Gold State. Well, I you mean, guys were talking, <laughs> I think, on Lemon Pepper Parlay. You're like, so this team is better without – who are you talking about? Like, when people say this team is better, I can't remember, but – what basketball team were you talking about? What this team is better without? It was uh, a basketball team. <laughs> oh, was it? Uh, was it Minnesota when Carl Anthony Towns fouled out? Yeah, yeah. This That's team is better. Was. That's what it was. But uh, that what it reminded me of is, and I held to this, like, arguing with Clay Travis, like this team, this Celtics team is better without Kyrie Irving. I'm like, cut it out. I know the graphics you're about to show. It's just not the case. After a while, it becomes the case, right? Uh, it <laughs> was the case. And that's, yeah. My man Terry Rozier got so disrespected that year. I was like, Terry could play, and then he went and got a bad. In Charlotte, and you still been yeah. doing this thing, but the MVP is not just a regular season award. I'm sick of that narrative. Well, so well, it, it is. So change it. Then. Yeah, they should modify it. Then make it a full post. I think a lot of fans would support that. I would agree. Like, I'm with I, you too for all of them. Heisman too. Although then you get some shit school guy who's gonna get you know get a break because he doesn't have to play Alabama in the you know in the championship game. I wonder or something, if that would then favor the actual powerhouses in the final ten, four because if you maybe the big stage, you, if you weren't among one of the final four teams, you would never win the Heisman. It, it's riskier right. though, right? Yeah, it's, sure. I think but it's I, I, but yes, in. the larger yeah. point definitely yeah. stands. Because I mean, how many conversations do we have about Giannis when he mm-hmm. should have been winning an MVP and they're like, well, you know. Yeah, he just doesn't have the postseason success. Right. It's like, well, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Jokic's about to get swept. He's about to win his second Your MVP. Your point about Joker is exactly right, though. I now see now I'm getting sucked into MVP conversation. But your point, Marty, is exactly right. When people like like you don't you don't know what you're talking about if you don't think the Joker's MVP. They're a sixth place team. I mean, look, if you take Giannis off the Bucks, do they make the playoffs? I get it, I mean, but the the, the flip side is put those Denver players on Philadelphia, and how do they do? Right. I mean, you could just go that way, too. The Denver players, other than Jokic. I know, but the, the West Sixers. is the weaker conference, and they finish sixth without without two of their top three. Yeah. If you took Giannis off that and left their other two well, top three. Well, here we go again. Here's, here's why I, I, I don't, like, here's why I don't want to use the playoffs, because I think there's enough. You're putting disrespect on this guy's name. I think there's seven guys we talk about for MVP. Sure. Open it up to the playoffs, and now Jimmy Butler's in the conversation, and now uh, and now all these other guys. Uh, that's I just, what I was I, we need say. to we need to shrink the field versus. Um, but if it was truly a regular season award, then like I don't know whoever was like averaging forty or not averaging forty, but whoever goes on a crazy points score, uh, Bradley Beal, for example, yeah. never had any playoff success for anybody. Led the league in scoring before, always up at near the top. We never talk about him as an MVP yeah. candidate. No, this his points team titles win. winner. No, yeah. I get it. It's too hard. It's too hard for you. Maybe the glue lady uh, knows. Maybe the one thing I want to say is, yeah. before we wrap up. I'm sure she things. could bring it one, all together. Real, really stick it. One, yeah. the irony <laughs> of KD leaving Golden State to remake Golden State elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And Golden State recreating Golden State without KD is pretty funny irony, one. And two, you mentioned Jimmy Butler, and that is the most ignored good team that I can think of in recent history. I mean, in any of the four major sports that nobody talks about. Mm. Maybe the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think people are resentful of Miami, of uh, 
a Florida sport yeah, for maybe. some reason. In the same way people don't like Southern California. Like, oh, coastal. I, I don't know what. But somehow it's unsatisfying. Yeah. Although I think we talk about the Miami Dolphins more than we need to. But, yeah, I think you're right. But that has a lot to do with their internal Maybe that's shit. what it's about. But anyway, um, yeah, nobody talks about the Heat. They're the one seed. Yeah. All right. We'll get to them. They don't play tonight. Uh, and the other one was Bucks Bulls, and I, don't know. I mean, now you're looking at the Bulls. Sorry, the Bucks and the and the Suns. The to advance is basically even at this point. If you took that parlay, one's minus three thirty, minus one. Which would which would surprise you more, Martin? If get bounced, Bucks. Oh, the, the Bucks would surprise me more. They would surprise 100%. you more. So you think they? The, still I don't win think. This the, well, I just think like the Pelicans. You know, everybody was saying that. Uh, you know, uh, the Clippers deserve to make it, so on and so forth. And, and, and like the Clip, the Pelicans weren't a true playoff team. It's like sure, but like the same way that. But they were not the same team that went on one and thirteen to start the year. Like I, I was locked in on the Lakers missing the playoffs. So McCollum makes them a different team. That's 100%. exactly yeah. right. All right. I'll that, give you that. And I, but and the Bulls haven't beaten last night was the first time the Bulls beat a good team in twenty twenty two. Right. Uh I'm I'm with you. Well, the Bucks are slightly heavier favorite than to advance in the Suns. Or at least covered against a good team. Uh so that is uh I mean that was something else. And Middleton being out. We have to see how long that is because I don't like the Bucks uh, white guys at all. Sorry. Sorry to say it like that. <laughs> it's not good. Their supporting cast is not going to do it. Why do you have to turn everything into a Because I do. That's what I you do. You want to talk about white guys. How about Alex Caruso out there getting offensive 10 rebounds? I bet, him, I in bet him over points, rebounds, assists, 14 and a half, and I had no data to back it up. I'm like, I just feel like this is an Alex Caruso game. It is. So. I mean, 10 assists, two steals. I know, I know a team in Southern California that could use that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Well, that's another conversation that I think people have moved on from the Lakers and their self-made mess. But Brandon Ingram, I mean, look, you look around I know a the team in Southern California that could use that. And there's another one here I want to talk about. Memphis at Minnesota. Let's go over these real quick. Memphis given one and a half. I think it's D'Angelo Russell's night to step up. He's been bad lately, but he scored 65 combined in the two home games against Memphis. Uh, both those games, Minnesota won. I like them tonight, given a point and a half. Uh, or getting a point and a half. Grizzlies two six and one against the spread in the last nine road games. Uh, they're deep. They are pretty deep. They have four bench players in double figures, but that's mostly because they played in the fourth quarter. Towns and Russell are the stars tonight. One eighteen, one thirteen. Check. Hmm. What are you thinking for that game? I'm going Memphis for right. the reason Marty pointed out ten minutes ago. There, the favorites. I you know I'm not going to go into long explanation of why I think favorites win in the first round in the NBA. Mm -hmm. They do is the bottom line. So. I'm going Memphis here. All right. It's a barely a favorite, though, for this game. I least. mean, but I know the, over saying. the course of the series. So this makes sense for them to kind mm -hmm. of take the edge here. I'm, I'm going with Memphis. Uh, I think Minnesota was a great game one story. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I love Anthony Edwards as, next, as much as the next guy. But uh, I don't I don't see this being a long series. Like I thought it like I didn't think it was going to be going in. Then, of course, I saw game one and I was like, all right, Anthony Edwards, I see you. You're here. Right. I respect it, but I still don't think that Minnesota. Minnesota is a year away from getting to where they need to be. This is their year where they go get lumped, and then yeah. next year they retool, and then they'll figure it out. All right. Well, it went up to two since you started explaining. Since you mm. kicked off your analysis, it went from one and a half to two. Well, I mean, so you know, I move lines. There. You move lines. You're the line mover. Line mover would be a good nickname. All right, Utah, seven-point favorite against Dallas. Luka is questionable. Well, I'm seeing the seven. Listen. Fandle decides who's questionable, who's playing. Utah 7, 210. I'm going Jazz here. No Luka again. 
That defense fell apart. They were winning that game. Game two would have put this series away. Conley's been bad. I, I think he steps up. He was 0 for 7 uh, last game. Jazz 10-4-1 against the spread in their last 15 home games. They win 110-98. Sheck? Well, it, it depends on how optimistic you are about modern medicine and Luca's ability to respond to it. If uh-huh. you think that Luca is going to be out there, then plus seven's a, a nice number. I'm surprised, though, and to your point about FanDuel setting the line, it hasn't moved in the 18 hours yeah. since it was plus seven, right. which indicates to me that there is some noise that Luca, even if he is out there, ain't going to be anything close uh-huh. to Luca. So maybe you're making the smart play there. Well, what's your play? You I'm pick? taking the Mavs because you know why? I'm a glass half full guy. Okay. All right. What do you like? Uh, I liked it better uh, f- 15 seconds prior, but I'm taking the Mavs too. You are. This is twice I'm agreeing with Dave. This is this, <laughs> this could either go great or poorly, but Utah is broken. They're fundamental. Every year we see it, mm. and it's just it's it's getting exposed earlier and earlier in the postseason. They don't play perimeter defense. Gobert is, is is stuck between. Do I go to the corner? Do I stay at the rim? Do I go to the corner? Do I stay at the rim? Well, whichever one you pick, they're gonna offense is gonna do the opposite. And if I mean the Mavericks shot incredible from three mm. in game two, if they just shoot average, I, I and I and I don't think that the, the Donovan Mitchell. Go bear, that's just pairing that whole thing. I'm done with it. And I, I think you're talking about frustrating teams. You said Toronto. I think Utah is the West West oh, yeah. version of Toronto. You can't. And meanwhile, they'll have a game. I don't know if it's tonight where they're just the ball moving is incredible. It's better than everybody else's, and they and they truck you by thirty. Luca, it says questionable for the uh, game, but based on his workout videos, he's still a high risk injury, uh, re injury. Expect him to sit. He personally said, "I don't want to play limited minutes and be nervous." I want to be there the most time possible. That makes sense. Can I say very quickly as the uniformant, I don't care. (laughs) I like the color scheme of black, red, orange, and yellow. It looks nice. The Vancouver Canucks popularized it back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Others have picked up on it. It looks smart. The issue is now too many teams are doing it. Everybody does it. The Utah Jazz doesn't make any sense that they're in Salt Lake City, Utah, and they're named the Jazz. Now they have these cool, hip uniforms. And by the way, guess what? The Atlanta Hawks wear them, mm. and the Phoenix Suns wear those colors. It's too much. I would like to hear some jazz played. You know, what in Indiana, you hear the, the race way. <laughs> right, right, right. During possessions, oh, well, some nice jazz, right? Well, if they had jazz in Utah, maybe you'd hear it. Yeah, that's true. Kenny G is about the only person yeah. I can see. Kenny G style jazz. Yeah, that's up. that's a way to bring jazz to Utah versus just naming the team. All right, the last game is what do we? Oh, Golden State. This is uh, they're still one and a half. No, I think they went up. They're two and a half now uh, over Denver. They're at Denver. Uh, by the way, beginning of the week, I said jump on Golden State plus two fifty for the West. Just do it. It's now plus one seventy. At one point, the Suns moved to second place in the odds wise. Uh, if they lose the toss up tomorrow, there'll be a minus Golden State will. So jump on that now. I don't. I, I love this team. They figured out how to get 34 from Curry off the bench. Nuggets one and five against the spread last six home games. Golden State seven and one against the number in the last eight overall. 115, 111. Warriors win a close one. Check. What do we know about Steph? Any update on? Uh... What goes on with him, Marty? Yeah, he just—he's uh, very good at basketball. He he's, does his thing off yeah, the bench. He'll be coming off the bench, sixteen I, to twenty-two minutes, and that, that's all they seem to need. I, I, I think that the thing that people always say, people like me always say, is, mm. you know, you're going back home down 0-2. You gotta have it, or you know the series is over. 
you know, these guys want to have their rest, rightly, and they understand if you're the better team, we can end this series right now and give ourselves several days of rest right. if we just win game three. So if you like the team, if you think that team is better, they're playing with motivation too. Give me the dubs. All right. So I do think that Golden State wins, but I need Denver. That's right. three. That's you and I agree on wow. every game. Marty. I know, but nice. I do. Th- I also feel me and Cheney McGee. I'd say. Uh, well, just remember now, Luca. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, what am I saying? Not Luca. <laughs> uh, Jokic. Jokic. Sorry. Yeah, clean that up. Jokic is due for his 33, 15, and 11 game, and then everyone says put some respect on the MVP. He's and due for that. That's what I'm saying. If there was ever a game. Yeah, if there was ever a game. I thought it was going to be last game. Yeah, right? I thought it was going to be the game too. After Jokic was sitting on the bench, arms out like a condor, just just despondent. Yeah, well, this game he got kicked out. But then in the post game, right. you know, hearing hearing uh, Michael Malone talking about because they, they, they didn't even compete. If so that's their motivation. If there's yeah. ever a game, it's like they got they got embarrassed mm-hmm. last time. If there's ever a game they're going to come back and get it, it ain't going to be game four. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna have to be tonight. So you're taking Denver. <sighs> forced to choose, forced to choose. I'm gonna take Golden State, All but right. <laughs> I am actively rooting for a Denver win because I want to win my bet with Mark Gunnels. Gotcha. Yeah, you got that bet with Gunnels. I like that Marty showed up surprised by the by your request to, to pick one or the other, <laughs> this team or that team. Like, yeah. well, we did forcing th- me to th- choose. Th- really, a third game we're going <laughs> to oh, do? I love this. This is rich. This coming from the guy who will be emailing people at Saturday at 11.50. I've changed my pick. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. I'm a scientist. All right, listen. I'm doing. I'm doing the work. Eddie Spaghetti char- and Hench charged me with the same yesterday. Of like, oh, he's now he's changing it to make himself emotionally feel. But no, I'm not changing anything. I'm doing it as a scientist. The the facts have changed, and I'm adjusting with. Well, them. listen. Bring your science to Fanduel.com slash extra points. The playoffs are here. You can make every game feel like Game Seven on Fanduel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. Fanduel is hooking you up with free bets throughout the playoffs. Doesn't matter if you're a new customer or already have an account. Just be sure to check out the app for exclusive weekly same game parlay promos. Fanduel, so many ways to play. Best of all, when you win, you get paid faster than a fast break. And if you're new to Fanduel, just download the Fanduel Sportsbook app. Sign up with promo code extra points once again. That's promo code extra points. If you already have an account, you're all set to get in on the action. Either way, you'll get an assist from FanDuel when you bet a same game parlay during the playoffs. FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. We'll put graphics up real quick. Play of the day. I'm going Towns. Carl Anthony Towns, top scorer. You can throw this in the same game parlay of the Minnesota Memphis game, plus 240. Uh, he had three fouls early in the second. I think he comes out with a vengeance. I like this because they don't even have to win for him to be top scorer. You know, obviously, he's put up big numbers. 60 last month versus Spurs, 39 against the Warriors. He's averaging two more points at home than on the road lately. Give me Cat plus 240. Check your play of the day real quick. Don't you hurry me along. Well, we got I the glue lady. We got the glue lady. I have things to say. The Dallas Stars need a victory. Good I'm enough. not going to bet Martin. them over my Calgary <laughs> yeah. Flames, though. But if you want to take, so, you want to live, not just survive. The Stars plus one eighty-eight on the money line is fun. But 
The St. Louis Blues, who've been playing great hockey. I don't understand why they're plus 128, giving a goal and a half to bum San Jose Sharks mm. when the Blues need to hold off the Gold Knights. This is a very, it's a, it's a weird one. I was talking with spaghetti and meatballs before the show here. I don't know why the, the number is a plus next to it when the Blues have to have this one against a bum team. Interesting. So is, that, is that it, Blues? Then? That's the one. The all Blues right, are not a plus. Am I looking at the wrong thing? He's talking about for a minus one and a half. Land, oh, all right. Land all right. Well, they're not a, a plus. Half. Yeah, that's all right. It's a little deceiving. They're minus 205. You okay, got you minus one and a half. The money right, right. All right. That. Minus one and a half plus 128. All right, Martin? I'm going to go with Memphis. I'm running up the chimney. I want all the smoke. I think John Morant and the second best team in the Western Conference really? all year. All right. You got to get it at minus two. I know you probably looked at it minus one and a half. We're going minus two with that. You're confident still? As long as it doesn't get to minus three, because I don't want any more association with Kavashek or anything he's got going. All right. Burn! Let's bring her on. All right, you know, in the NBA playoffs, guys, it's important to be the glue on a team. But our guest today (laughs) took that to the next level when she actually glued herself to the court in protest of animal rights, Alicia Santoria. Thanks for being here, Alicia. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Now, I want to ask you, I think I have this right. First of all, you went out there famously. You glued yourself. It was a, it was the Minnesota Clippers game. You were protesting the Clippers blowing my bet to make the playoffs, right? Or was it something else? No. <laughs> it was something else. Okay. Yeah. What exactly were you protesting? So um, the Timberwolves owner, Glenn Taylor, he also owns an egg farm, Rembrandt Farms, and um, they have a really large factory farm in Iowa. And they recently had an outbreak of avian influenza. And we heard they were going to be uh, killing all of the chickens on site, which was 5.3 million chickens. And so we sent investigators to the farm to see what was going on. How are they killing them? You know, just document what's going on. And we found that they were using a really horrific method of killing animals, which is called ventilation shutdown, where basically they just like shut down all the airways in the barn. They pump heat into the barn and the chickens are basically like roasted alive. Mm, um, yeah, they, they compare it to like dying from like it being in a hot car. So it's like an excruciating way to die. And our investigators, they also found many chickens that were still alive. Um, they like survived this. So now they're going to, you know, starve to death, die of dehydration, mm. or we can kind of infer from what our investigators found. Well, many must have also been buried alive. If, if we found so many survivors, there had to be some that were, you know, taken in the big piles and just, you know, right. put in the compost pile and were still probably alive. So I was... Um, protesting ventilation shutdown, you know, just factory farming in general. And my t-shirt read uh, Glenn Taylor roasts animals alive. Right. Okay. I want to get to the fun part of this in a second. You gluing yourself to the, but I do want to make a, so you're upset with the way they were killed. You have, should they have been killed the chickens because they did have the bird flu, right? Yes. So they did have avian influenza, but what I think when these outbreaks happen and ventilation shutdown occurs, I think it like brings up some bigger questions. Like why do we have a system in place where ventilation shutdown is ever an answer? We would never do that with humans. So why is it okay to do it with other species? And if that's our answer to problems, then maybe the whole system is broken and is wrong and needs we need to rethink um, our systems in place. Um, if humans have outbreaks, we test, 
we quarantine, we have doctors come and try and help. But the answer for chickens is, oh, let's just kill them all. And let's just kill them all in a particularly horrific way. Gotcha. Okay. So this bothered you and you got together with, was this your idea alone to glue yourself to the court? Or did you talk to people within your organization? How did you arrive at this being the way you were going to raise awareness? There were some conversations with with some people, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's all I should say about that. Did okay. you find yourself sticking? I mean, that, like when you actually put it that where, where is it actually hard to get you off once the glue and it uh, a follow up to my question before you answer the first one is, would you if you had to do it again, would you go Elmer's? Would mm. you go, you know, is there a certain kind of glue you wish you would? have used? Yeah. How much thought went into this? Oh. So I think if I would do it again, I don't know if I put too much glue. I wonder if I should have done a thinner layer. I I don't know because it Mm. was drying and it was stuck. And Mm. some of my hand was a little raw. I also don't know if maybe like just the, like the surface of the court, you know, maybe isn't the best to stick to uh, because it it was dry and it was sticking. And and that policewoman, she just, she didn't care. She just ripped my hand right off. Yeah. In a way you're at a disadvantage because you know, you could learn how to change a diaper just by going on YouTube, but how to glue yourself to a cord is not really accessible. Right. So you're, you're a pioneer in this uh, regard. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious of how you settled on that method of protest. Like how was it, how was it glue or, and not like the, like, like the chains that we saw later on? So we've done some other super glue actions and we found that press and the public at large, like is particularly interested when people super glue themselves. I actually wasn't convinced. I was like, are we do, are we sure super glue is going to be exciting enough to raise enough, you know, get enough mm-hmm. buzz going um, because I'm an activist. So I hear about people super gluing themselves to things all the time, but I guess a lot of other people don't hear about that. So we just thought, no, it's, it's novel. It's different. It, and that's, that's how well, we decided on the super glue. Well, I can tell you, I've been watching the NBA for at least 20, 20, 15, 20 years. I've never seen anybody glue themselves. To really? The yeah. You're not watching the right game. Uh, I must not be. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you, you said that, you know, and you're right. Obviously it has, it has, uh, raise a firestorm online everybody's talking about it but uh, some of the reaction is not necessarily the most complimentary uh, how do you deal with that is it more about just getting the message out and like no matter what or or what how do you handle that yeah so i've been part of direct action everywhere for like over seven years every time we post a video or a live stream or anything there's always trolls like oh i'm gonna eat bacon now and all that stuff so it, it does not even phase me hmm. i just focus on the positive like I'm sitting here talking to the three of you right now about animal rights when before I would not have. And I've seen so many messages on uh, Twitter that are like, oh, I didn't even know Glenn Taylor owned a factory farm. Whoa, I didn't know what ventilation shutdown was. Now I do. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's me. I'm them. Well, actually, to, to be honest, Babyface Joel Solomon had you on the schedule three weeks ago. So I don't know if you made that much of a difference. <laughs> Serendipity. But, yeah, we were you know? going to talk to you either way. Uh, I do. All right. So take us through the, the, the first few minutes or whatever when you were dragged off. Were you charged with a crime? No, they just had me sign a paper saying like, OK, you're trespassing. But it wasn't like a charge. And then I'm not allowed back at the Target Center for a year. And if I go back, I can be charged <laughs> with um, trespassing. A year. Wow. And had you planned on going back? No, no, no. I don't plan on Okay. Back. So there's someone else who plans a, another protest, right? Can we, can, you can't say? 
I Who mean, knows the, the, what's game, the game's tonight. Well, you know. You know within your organization. Oh, is, is yeah. there a game tonight? Okay. Oh, oh look, she said she's right. playing coy. Is okay. there a game well, tonight? Well, she's not allowed to go. You're allowed to watch on TV, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do, you root, uh, do you root for the Timberwolves? Um, I'm not, I don't really root for any team. Mm. I'm not a big sports person, but I actually do like basketball the, the most. I, I find mm. the players so fascinating to watch them just like glide around the courts. You know right. what I learned about you to your point about learning about a Timberwolf. I didn't know was a real thing, mm-hmm. but now in, in reading about your work, I thought, oh, it's about chickens. It's not about the Timberwolves, which are endangered species themselves. Were you aware of that? I was not. So thank you. Now no, I don't get her going. It's a gift. She, she's give got it, enough on her plate here. All right. Well, listen, I want, um, I'm selfish here and I would love for you to, although you're not allowed on the court there in Minnesota, I'd love for you next protest you plan to have an extra points hat or a t-shirt on <laughs> and raise awareness about our podcast network. Now we're willing to um, donate money to whatever cause you want, but is this something you're up for? I, I can ask people. I'm not sure, but maybe. You can ask people. I, you know what I would love is, and then when you have your next podcast, you have Glenn Taylor roast animals alive. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. A little quid pro quo. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sounds like she's chicken. No pun intended. I don't think you want to do this. I think you uh, intended yeah. that pun. Yeah. <laughs> I did. All right. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Well, I yeah. want to ask one more question sure. about the sacrifice you made. You, you, you put glue in. Was your body like, you know, you get hauled downtown or whatever, I assume, or they just let you go on the site? Were you. Did you get really stiff the rest of it? Like, did the glue harden and then you're just like, you can't, couldn't move? And how long did it take you to get all, <laughs> she, all remnants of she glue? She barely on? got any on, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it was, it was all over my right hand. hand. I'm yeah. left-handed, so I was smart enough to put it on my right uh, hand. See? Um, yeah, so, yeah, it, it, was, it was crusty for a while. I was just kind of peeling it off for a couple days and my hand was a little raw. I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, my gosh, is my skin going to rip off? I don't know what's going to happen, but there you go. Bad. And now you're looking for a glue sponsorship, I'm guessing, right? Yes. Yes. You know, they make glue out of horses, right? That, yeah, I think like years and years ago. Yeah, they, they don't did. do it anymore. Not yeah. really. Yeah. Now, now it's out of chickens. Yeah. No, I'm I'll kidding. Go, I'll go. Yeah. I got one right, final go question. Sorry. And you yeah. know, I don't want to get you in trouble, but I am curious. If you can answer it, did you buy a ticket to the game? Oh, and like, where was it? Like, how far down did you have to come? Martin wants your seat. I just want to know how many layers of security did you have to maneuver through before you got to right there on the court? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I I did buy a ticket. Um, I was like in row J. It wasn't that far. It was actually pretty good seats, but there there was like a bunch of security around and police officers. But I was just like watching which way they were looking when they were walking. Uh, you know. Studying the routine. Walk away. Yeah. And then I just, I just walked by them and mm-hmm. nobody stopped me. I was kind of shocked. So why, why did easy. you, why did you stop at the baseline? Like, why didn't you keep going to like the free throw line or half court or were you just kind of like, I can't believe nobody stopped me yet. So the, the plan was like, okay, just make sure you're in the court because then the game can't go on. So if we delay it for a couple minutes, that shouldn't be enough to get buzzed. Sure. And I thought security was going to be on me like that. So I'm like, just get in there, get over whatever line is. And it's like glue down. But had I known I had so much time and security was so <laughs> lax, I would have probably gone a little See, bit further. You had enough time to get to midcourt, but not enough to glue your entire body. <laughs> to this is how not being court. a sports fan hurts you in this moment, because yeah. if you watch football, you know, they're not necessarily protesting much, but 
every so often a naked man will just run onto the field. Yeah. You got about 35 seconds before anybody's going to catch it. Mm-hmm. Now, basketball, obviously, a little bit smaller. But. She knows now. But we wanted that glue to set. Oh, so yeah. we wanted that 35 seconds to be the glue drawing. Right. Interesting. <laughs> Smart. Uh, so that, that's the less left hand versus right hand. She's thinking, she's thinking next time. Exactly. Level. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on. You want to, uh, you want to plug your, um, your site or um, whatever cause we can lean into? Sure. Yeah. Direct action everywhere. Um, Google us. You'll find us. Yeah. Share the social media videos. That's helping us a lot, raising a lot of awareness. And yeah, thank you so much for having me on and talking about this important issue. Of course. Thanks so much for jumping on and please let us know. Keep us in your pocket. We have ideas for protests. I mean, we would love the extra points banner, uh, you know, handcuffs is great. Handcuff yourself to the mascot, right? The the Timberwolf mascot. More visibility is, uh, is the key here. Yeah, send send the ideas. Okay. I'd love to hear them. All right, we'll get babyface Joel Solomon on that. Thanks again, Alicia. Appreciate it. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. All right. Legit courage from her to do that. Yeah. You don't know if she's going to go to jail for of doing course. something like that. But it is, um, I wonder if it could have been even more effective if she had just put a big glop of glue and nobody saw her do it. And then one then of the dive superstars on stepped, no, oh, stepped in see. it and then they got stuck there. Right. Or if they tried to dribble the basketball and just like, boom, stuck on the floor. That's like, that good, would be, too. That would be That's neat. good, too. We've seen the court actually lift with them. Um, right? Like, or with maybe. The injuries. Maybe. I don't know if she's down for this, but we could put her in the cap of consequences and she could glue herself oh. to somebody. That's loses, not bad. You know? That is pretty good. Maybe that's your bet with, uh, with Mark Arnold. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'll tell you, concerning, concerning about the security in Minnesota, because you yeah. remember the guy was getting his hair cut there. I figured that was on the up and up. You know, now I'm just wondering what the, what the hell else is going on it's too at easy. Minnesota Timberwolves yeah. games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to turn it into a dark, but that's right. I mean, that woman is courageous, but people are kooky yeah. and do things for kooky reasons. Yeah, they they really... I. I don't like courageous. to say it too loud because I don't want to be I know. Like, it's, be, it's be, be safe. The, 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 those two, the father and son got loaded in a baseball game and they weren't doing anything out of the name of justice. They just didn't like the first base umpire for, or what was it? The first base coach. Yeah. They ran out and, and tackled him on the field. What the hell? People are losing their minds. You know why? Because they have bets on the game. She didn't want to say she had bets on the game. <laughs> Woj, Woj is right. So, uh, what the hell is that? Woj? Uh, like, honestly. Mount Pie, he's, he, may, he just announced his candidacy for mayor of Mount Pie with that remark. Oh, he's got my vote. I I mean, Woj went out there and said, as long as there's sports gambling, the relationship Mm. between fans and players is going to get worse and worse. But uh, guess what? They cut off beer in the seventh inning in late uh, NBA games. That seems to be the uh, impetus of all this. Well, and also, too, first of all, the Woj's position, and I love how some of the people in the media were, what strength to go on them. You know, Vanduul or DraftKings is a. Oh, uh, I didn't hear that. Who the hell NBA, said that? Really? NBA partner is like really speaking out against. I was like, all right, all right, all right. Everybody clutching their pearls. Yeah. First of all, he's assuming that people haven't gambled. Exactly. In the first place. Like, just because it's before. legal doesn't mean that this is the first bet being played in the past but this year. You told me this a couple of years ago. Yeah. For whatever reason, whenever something becomes legal, now people feel like they can do it. Sure. Uh, like the legality. Yeah, is, the stigma is lifted. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. stigma is lifted. But. That's why you're going to see people gluing themselves to the court uh, nonstop. Now. Right now, at the end of, we know that well, she's... Well, they have to yeah. sign a piece of paper. paper. <laughs> but I, I think there's something to the idea that if, if you know, like, if the way it's being promoted and all mm-hmm. of that, there's something to the idea that the relationship could change with a player. Like, I, I, I'm searching on Twitter all the time, and I see a player's name, and it'll be like, like, Marcus Smart over will mm-hmm. be trending, 
right? You know what I'm saying? I don't think that would have happened three or four years ago. I think now you may get you've seen players tweet like, "Yo, don't put me in your parlay tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, leave you leave it alone." But I think that's about it. Like, that's about the level of the relationship changing. I don't think it's going to be some. The idea that unruly fans in Boston and Kyrie giving them the finger can somehow tie back because a guy lost 15 bucks because Kyrie didn't hit the hook on the over. Yeah. That doesn't, the only reason that that whole attitude and all that shit exists in that way is it. Kevin Durant, he said it in an interview, but it's basically, it's out of love. It's from a level of familiarity. Only yeah. people who you care about can hurt you. Right, Celtics obviously care. I mean, Celtics fans obviously are. You know, we know enough to know that they're ridiculous and care and everything Boston, and thought Kyrie was going to be that guy. So then when he left, yeah, it was a level of like hurt. Your girlfriend left you, whatever, whatever. Yeah, not because you lost money on the on the season total. Like that. By the way, this is assumes that this is all a bad thing. I think this is a great rivalry. Short of we don't want a uh, malice in the palace situation where they're running on the court, getting clobbered and fighting the players, but yelling back and getting the middle finger tossed uh, in return. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing for you either, Woj. Your salary indirectly will increase as a result. Yeah, that's exactly right. The greatest thirty for thirty that there is in my book is Reggie Miller versus the Knicks, and it's Spike Lee versus Reggie Miller as the Mm. as the representative. Of all Knickerbockers mm. fans against Richie. How Bennett. dare you, by the way? You're sitting right next to someone who produced the 30 for 30. You're saying that the greatest one that ever existed. Well, that one was very good, too. Go ahead. You dug your grave. No, no, no. I mean, do you. Glue yourself to the table. I thought that was. <laughs> the two Escobars was the best. But go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I'll I felt to the bad fat for five. my old man. He's a Red Sox fan. And he I got you. You're show. looking out for and him. If I praise mm-hmm. you too much, then that's okay. essentially a shot. Here, Dave, go ahead. Sign the paper so you can get out of uh, you can <laughs> no. get out of extra points, too. I'm banned from I mean, Hench is my favorite host on minus three, but we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm partial to spaghetti. <laughs> Eddie Spaghetti on minus three wraps it up like, race to ten, highlight of the week. I said, what about me and Hench? You get to talk with us for an hour every week. By the way, can I say something about spaghetti? I don't want to pile on spaghetti, but I'm listening to Megan Fun of Sports yesterday, and Megan uh, and now it's uh, Megan Connolly and spaghetti until Megan Gailey gets back, and she's like, "Hey, it's 4:20. How are you celebrating? How are you partaking?" <laughs> and spaghetti's like, "I don't know. Me and Mike Meatballs were holding down the fort. We can't do anything." She's like, "Okay, but later on, what are you gonna do?" It's like, "If I could have some free time, maybe." But you know, like I said, it's me and Mike Meatballs. Like, all right, it's two in the afternoon. What are you? You'll you'll get you'll get there. What happened, spaghetti? What no, was that about? I, I meant it more that like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, because me, Dave, and Hench record at night, so yeah. that I have to edit to, to schedule for release for this morning because we come in here early and do it. So like, there's ne- the, I don't have like the freedom to, just, uh, do that. I, I, I felt like a I, Nazi. Did here, not bro. mean I was overworked. I just meant that I didn't have any. You're not I getting didn't suffocated the, like a chicken in a barn. Or something. And scheduling did not allow me to have the free time because I was a lot of recording. I'm not gonna lie. She's like, okay, it did come, Eddie. It did come off like you were like, yo, I gotta dig this ditch and then I gotta go dig this ditch and then after that. I'm going to take a lunch break, but I got another ditch I got to dig right. right after. Well, the other thing, too, is just like, like it, it sounds bad. Like, you're going to get high the whole day. It's like, well, I also be like, I have a job. Like, I don't feel no. like this guy doesn't work. So it's like, it's there's no good answer to this. You said question. the right thing. Yeah. You said the right It wasn't entertaining at all, but you said the right thing. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. Where do we leave off? I don't it, know. It, it, uh, it was hilarious. Oh, uh, you, you were praising uh, Reggie Miller in the 30 for 30. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, Yes, that's a yeah. It's a recurring theme get. anyway. Rivalries are good. Get. You yeah. want heat? That's exactly. not good. You don't want all the players. I know it's cute and people. There's this pretentious thing at the fan level now mm-hmm. of like under. Oh no no. 
Don't you know that they play that they grew up in the same neighborhood, so they like each other. They're friends. Like I don't give a crap. I yeah. want them to hate each other, like the heel no. in professional wrestling and the star. I don't want to know about their friendship. That is not good for sports. I know it's cute for fans to know. Oh no, no, you don't get it. I You're said not it before, and I, I think heat. I said it here. If I hate the jersey swap, I have to like this part of it. Well, right? I, I, yes. I grew up yeah. with a lot of people I don't like. I don't what's, what? here. I want to hear three. I want to hear names. Kyle Berthelot comes to oh, mind. Oh, yeah. The worst. Uh, I wasn't, you know I wasn't prepared you. for this. You know he could sue you for that. Because <laughs> I said I don't like him? Yeah. You no. You disparaged him. Well, anyone could sue name. anybody. Yeah. Oh, well. By the way, by the way, like like with like the Woj thing, might not like me. the Woj thing and the motivation to, to, to do bad to yeah. an athlete or whatever, is I mean, it's laid bare how absurd it is. With the Mike Tyson beating up the guy on the airplane. What right. was that guy harassing Mike Tyson for? Right. Well, what was he doing? Was he have a bet on him that we don't know probably about? Probably did. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just such pap. It's conservative crap that is like that fears progress in our society in any way. This is the, the people who always want to raise their hand mm-hmm. and try and resist any mm-hmm. progress, any advancement of anything that, that, that they don't sign off on. This is what that this is about. Yep. A, he's yeah. a dinosaur just like 15 years ago or 10 years ago when people were like, fantasy football! <laughs> and to the 420 thing, the same thing. It's like, oh, you better not ever, yeah. ever let anybody, don't ever let anybody know about yeah. you in the tree. Don't ever like you burn in that tree. Now, like everybody's like, "What are you doing to celebrate it?" And I know we're the other, we're the opposite, right? We our bread is buttered by Fanduel and sports gambling, and that's how we make our living. So, of course, we're going to take the stand. But really, Woj, think about it for a second, and think about what you're saying, and how many other factors there are above gambling that you could blame on a fan player interaction like no, that. that. Yeah, like paying five hundred dollars for a seat to yeah, watch you play. Exactly. That, that's a reason. That's a gamble yeah. too. The right. one thing I I only would side with Woj, and I actually wrote about this when I was in school, but like I was watching a game, Baylor was playing somebody, it was last college basketball season, so Baylor was like the top team all year. Mm. And it was a 12, 13 point game, somebody missed a free throw, and you could see the guy, one of the guys was standing yeah. uh, courtside, and you see him just fall into his chair. Yeah. And I was like... Who cares? That's great. Well, no, but I'm just, I just... Saw it, and I was just thinking, you know, that he obviously yeah. bet on this game. Like nobody, that's the only reason anybody. And on the college level, without, for me, I'm not saying getting paid just exonerates. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People like Kyrie makes millions of dollars, so people can say whatever they want to him. I don't necessarily think it's that case. But if you're not making no money, it feels it feels a little weird to me to be like. Yeah, you I know, get you. To yell at like, yo, Andrew Nemhard or Drew Timmy, why didn't you hit that free throw? He's like, dude, I'm 19, bro. I'm not even a professional basketball yeah. player. Well, but kind of comes with it. That's, really that's what does. I'm saying. I think it's just the nature of the beast and Woe just being disingenuous in the first place because ain't nobody about to turn this money down. You know what I'm saying? It, so he benefits from it. People exactly. aren't watching 25 point games in the fourth quarter if not for gambling. And if that rating goes up, he it trickles down to him eventually. He's full of shit. As he just got paid out, it's very yeah. weird what his motivation was to say such absurdity that yeah. it's just 
on face a ridiculous yeah. thing to assert in the in the calendar yeah. year 2022. Right. That's what you say out loud into a microphone is a ridiculous, laughable remark. And as I just said a minute ago, we all bet on these teams. If you invest in them emotionally, mm. if you watch them on TV night in and night out, mm. if you go to the games, if you pay for satellite or cable or whatever mm. to watch these teams, you are emotionally and financially already investing in these yeah. teams because you gild the lily by throwing more on it a given player not right. put you across the line for for Christ. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, yeah. at the risk of 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 piggybacking off Damashek one too many times today, it is it is a level of conservatism. Like and and the idea that um oh wow I just completely lost my train of thought. Well, you're but the the point is that mm-hmm. yes. No one wants the, oh, the leverage that bet. leagues have bet. over all of us is. The, but I, I'll, I'll let you finish. But the the I should write it down. The, what the so leagues have because this is going to take we'll, eleven yeah, minutes. Exactly, no. we'll be back uh, here half an hour. All right. <laughs> the leverage they have is that we at the fan level don't want things to change. That the, the idea, like this, paying college kids. You know, you start letting them get endorsement right. deals. That's going to change the game, and that's not going to be good. And the fans, a decent percentage of us, go like. Oh my God! Well, I, I don't want change. Please don't let anything change because I love my Saturdays of watching college football. That's right. the leverage that they have over us. But it's all pap. It's not going to change. It's progress and it's justice. No, but the, the point that I was about to make: the Woj clearly has an agenda about this for whatever reason. Like mm-hmm. whether it's he just fundamentally, whether it's religious, he's opposed gambling, he just doesn't think it's right. He thinks it's going to be the death of the league, whatever. Because there was nobody talking about gambling at no point. At no point. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he was asked about it, it's one right. thing, right? But he but he had this on his mind and he brought he, it up. He yeah. just had an agenda and this yeah. was the first time fan yeah. like he could do there was a, this was the first fan versus athlete interaction that he could use to insert this take yeah. into the agenda. Meanwhile, there are getting there are chickens being poisoned with fentanyl. Uh worry about something else. I don't know. What did she say? I can't remember. By the way, why control? don't we just like but see this is what is we, we now have indulged this subject for at least six minutes and mm. it's silly and we have to parse through and try and make sense of it, you could just as easily say, Woj, Woj did that because he was drunk. Then we have to figure out, was he drunk? They're, they're like, well, talk to the people that are around. Like, I mean, they, it's nonsense how yeah, far right. you can take these, these uh, oh, the reason that happened, we're going to see more and more of it because people are gambling. Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah. Jive. I'm with Shame you. the devil. Um, Enjoy Mount Pies. Do we want to save this football stuff for the, the, the next podcast? And we're a buck ten in now. Well, Malik Willis is is definitely going in the top 10. And I, I will say this, if you want to talk about the draft. Let's take a quick break let, and then quickly uh, hit Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. All right, Daniel Jeremiah came on against Yo, the I heard. <laughs> Good guy. Yeah, he mentioned he? you, Shaq. Yeah, I think he is. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to say, I don't want to, I'm really, this is not a, a knock against him, but is, is, the fan is the draft the dumbest thing to claim to be an expert at. I'm not saying mm. I'm not saying the talent evaluation part. The Daniel Jeremiah's of the world do a great job. They earn every dollar they get. But where the guys will land, predicting where the guys will land, that part of it is this the dumbest exercise of, of all time. In that, and I asked him like, you go seven out of thirty-two in the first round, you're you're a superstar, right? In predicting. Well, I, I mean, I I've said that. You know, for yeah. years with because that's specifically uh-huh. the human being who told me this in the first place. And then you ask other people who do mock drafts and they say, like, yeah, of course, uh-huh. Daniel Jeremiah will tell you mock drafts are full like the, the and, and 
All you have to do is look at the same analysts' mm-hmm. mock drafts. If they do five mock drafts, they don't say, like, well, I always am putting the same guys in the same place. The reason mm-hmm. they keep putting them out is for the intrigue so people click into well, them. Well, that's why I like you know, and I mentioned to him, like, I'm proud of you. And they may have even dropped one since. But his last mock draft was, like, March 22nd. Meanwhile, there's, like, every guys who are putting out every two days. You know what? I'm going to do 13 drafts tonight, mock drafts. That's a great and then, idea. And then I'm going to have... Yeah. Uh, 1.14 or whatever the fuck tomorrow. And then that looks important. Like, wow, this guy's really done his homework. But just, their, their listing of their yeah. top 50 or top 100 players. That's the better. That's what they, that's yeah, what they that's think. That's talent evaluation. Their mock draft is like, ooh, it'd be funny if that guy, or wouldn't that yeah. be compelling if that guy slotted in there? That's what they're doing for fans. Yeah, even that's crazy because a Cooper Cup ends up being drafted number 69 or something. That's but at the least, one for at me. Least that's, at least it's something. That's the thing for me. Is you always hear, like, there's no quarterbacks in this draft. Or, yeah. You know, there's no wide receivers in this draft, I guarantee you there's going to be a starting quarterback in this draft. Like, All right. Well, let's know. talk about that because this time last year, I think what happened was two years ago, you got Burrow. You had Tua. Yeah. All right. You had Herbert. And then everyone's like, oh my God, just go to the draft. That's what that Shangri-La. It's waiting for you. Just find it. So Trevor Lawrence went first. That was a no-brainer. He's a once in a genera- uh, generation, uh, he's a generational player. And then Will- Zach Wilson, it was a uh, definite that he was going through the Jets, which is kind of silly. Trey Lance threw it up. Either way, there was five quarterbacks going to go in the first round. Where three, four, and five ended up was a different story. This year, the over-under is two and a half quarterbacks in the first round, and we have no idea where even the first two are going to land, or for that matter, who the first two are. But I do want to focus on Kenny Pickett because he has a chance to go to the, the Steelers, the beloved Steelers. He is a Pitt grad. Sheck, Hit us up. Where does Kenny Pickett wind up? Well, it certainly sounds like there are a lot of teams in front of the Steelers that that are looking at Pickett and uh-huh. are going to grab him. Um, so I don't think he reaches the Steelers unless they move up to get him. And I really question whether or not they would do that. I right. do think Malik Willis appeals to the Steelers, and I think they would move. And if you listen to minus three and David Carr and you try and read between the lines what he's saying – I think he's insinuating he thinks the Steelers are going to try. There's a lot of smoke there. However, I'm standing by what I've said for three or four months now. Malik Willis is going to Detroit. The Lions are going to take him. Talk about smoke screens. And if they do, then the total number of quarterbacks is more likely to be two and a half, mm-hmm. is to go over two and a half because okay. Pickett's going to go in the first round. Willis is going to go. And then if so, you answered every question except the one I asked, which is where's where he gonna is Pickett going to go? go? Yeah. I know, I know now how many quarterbacks. Where, where, I think that's the I think, It's like you asked Dave, what, what, what game are you picking tonight? I'll tell you, every <laughs> game I'm not. So I where's think, Malik Willis? Where's Kenny Pickett not going? I think <laughs> I think the Saints is where he winds up, as a matter of fact. All right. Maybe Washington. That is I exactly where I have the Saints it. plus 350. They have two top 20 picks. It's kind of perfect. Jameis is signed through 2023, but they're not sure if he's the guy. Big guy. Power five guy. This is what the front office of New Orleans. I don't know if you like this idea or not, uh, Martin, but, you know, uh, you know, multiple year starter. They like that. That's what their front office typically targets in this area. And I was reading they're obsessed with this RAS, the relative athletic score, where he he rated off the charts where Willis skipped this. I don't know what the RAS. I like the relative athletic score. We should have it amongst ourselves. Uh you know I want you, that. You love that. Let's I figure out relative <laughs> athletic score. I'd love to know mine. Pickett scored the highest. So I go Sheck and I are Saints plus 350. What do you like? I think he's going to Carolina. I'm trying to figure out what a, a relative athletic score consists of. 
it had a bunch of things that were like nine things. Um, but it, it's weird how you could just skip it if you want. Yeah, I think he's going to Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it, like I just that division's wide open right now. Yeah, and you got two young coaches in Carolina and Atlanta who I, I don't see why. I mean, you. I'll say it's wide open. Obviously, Tom Brady got back to Tampa, but in the next, I mean, he already retired once. How many? How much? How much longer does he truly have left? Right. Saints are in cap hell, and I think they're actually going to start actually being in cap hell because they don't know how much they were going to want to win without quarterback and 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 head coach combination. You know, cap hell. So only Carolina's a favorite. I think win. one of the favorites to, to land. Him. Here's the thing. And we, we won't know it probably till after the draft. If you mm-hmm. see Carolina pass on a QB in the first round, I think you can do the math that they are in on Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. If Seattle gets Willis, as I imagine that they, uh, the you know, that makes a lot of sense in Seattle. But if those teams that you're hearing floated with Bake, and by the way, as we keep talking about, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield is not some bum. I don't know what happened that this got turned into yeah. this conversation. You know what, and though, James? back to New Orleans made sense, but mm-hmm. Baker on that Saints team, I think you would pick them to make the playoffs. If Baker Mayfield were the Saints quarterback in 2022, I would pick them right now to make the playoffs. So I, did, I should mention the odds here. Panthers are favored to get Pickett plus 150. Saints dropped from plus 350. Wow. All my lines are dropping. They're now two to one odds. Your Steelers, Dave, are four to one. Seahawks, Tennessee, Colts behind there. But also Detroit, if they take a quarterback at two, is more likely to trade their 32nd pick to a team that covets a quarterback to get that extra year of control. That means a team like Pittsburgh, what makes this so intriguing this year is there are good quarterbacks that are borderline first-rounders, Ritter, Corral, and most prominently in my mind now, Sam Howell, Mm -hmm. who teams are probably going to be able to get at the back end of the first round or somewhere in the second, so teams are going to try to trade into that last spot to get that pick. All right, and then for your Lions, well, I think the Lions go Malik Willis. I'm getting 9-1 to odds on there. Your Steelers, odds on favorite to get Malik Willis right now, plus 250. Panthers, plus 350. Saints, 350. Falcons, who we're talking to them, 6-1. to So are the Seahawks. But 9-1, to a team that's eyeing four or five players, as I hear about the Lions, just the odds are good. If you like, you have four or five players in mind and 9-1, to just good using that metric. The Lions coached them at the Senior Bowl. They know them better than most teams. Having spent that week with him, I'd he has, be, he has a willingness to launch. You would? I couldn't would. you see it on Hard Knocks? You couldn't see it? I could, but also Nine just to one. based off based off what I think I know about Dan Campbell and mm-hmm. the way that they just seem to be building the football team, it's, I feel like it's going to be real hard to pass on those three top edge rushers at the top of the draft. I think there's going to be a trade in there somewhere. I think that's how they end up with them. But uh, you could be right. Check. Where's Malik Willis going? What? I think you uh, said it. Sticking yeah. with Detroit. Yeah. I think the okay. Giants, if they let Malik Willis come and yeah. go, though, watch the Giants. That's the place where the Steelers and otherwise will try to trade into. I mean, you're getting good odds on both those teams. Lions are 9-1 to one and the Giants are 20-1 to one from Malik Willis. So if you think that's the um, shake up the draft. How's that move? work? And so if you, so if the Giants take Malik Willis and say, so they have a deal in place with Pittsburgh, do you win that? I draft? think it's the draft the, who actually drafts him. Yeah. So if you bet, say, in 2004, Eli Manning, first overall pick yes. to the San Diego Chargers, you won that you bet? You win that bet, yeah. Yeah, because okay. that's the team that drafted him. Well, unless yeah, no, Brady, I'm just unless sure. Brady comes back from retirement, then they the ball is put back on auction. <laughs> I don't know how it works. All right, there you go. That was fun. We talked to the glue lady. I think we accomplished a lot, guys. We know where uh, Willis is going now. We know where Pickett's going. Uh, I know, know more about the, NBA games. the in and outs of NBA security. Yeah, 
It's just like robbing a bank. You know what I'm saying? You got to stake it out. It's kind of scary. It's scary shit. <laughs> a lot of I, I know what you're saying, Check. Yeah. I see a subway bombing. I'm like, wow, that could go on four times a day. What the hell? What What are we doing here? Uh, but anyway, Tyson's beating the shit out of people out of planes. We're back to normal. Maybe yeah, that's what we. You know, it's like that. It's like the most recent, the Batman. You know, I don't yeah. know if you saw it, but it's like, you know, that he he is darkness. He is the shadows. When they put that, when they put the bat signal up in the mm-hmm. air. Now that Mike Tyson's back on the scene, kicking yeah. ass. That's you know, right. Crossing, you went across lines. Tell Mike Tyson about it. Maybe it's the bat signal yeah. back up in the air for society. I think he should be a marshal on airplanes, right? Or JetBlue takes him. I get a nice sponsorship or he with JetBlue. should Jet be Blue. Batman. And speaking of sponsorships, last thought, Glue Lady. Come on, Elmers. Talk yeah, her out. jump in there. Jet Glue. I don't know what I'm thinking. All right. <laughs> Martin Lemon Pepper uh, Parlay. You are Mark Gunnels. Bang up job. Still waiting to find out which uh, which people from the Brooklyn Nets starting lineup minus KD and Kyrie he would insert <laughs> into the Celtics starting lineup. Jeez. As, I, how about this? Does KD make the Celtics starting lineup? What the hell goes on? I don't, I don't know what to think of that. That's the real question. Does Boston yeah. have the better players in the series? Now? Yeah. Shaq, uh, minus three. David Carr, great, great episode. Hench, eh. No, I haven't listened yet. No. Um, yeah, we, uh, yeah, Hench was great as usual and go back and listen and you can watch the full thing if you wish mm-hmm. to on YouTube, uh, with, uh, with David Carr, really great insights and some funny stories as well. Yep. All right. We got against the odds coming up tomorrow. I think we have Errol Spence on. I'm not sure how that goes. Uh, spaghetti. You are with, uh, Megan Connolly, Megan fun of sports. That's delightful. And that'll do it for us. And a reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember you're all our favorites. 